You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. So this morning, as we dig into this, I just, again, want to thank you for being here. This is our first ever Friends and Family Day at Impact Church. So you guys are a part of history. So thank you for being here for that. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun outside after, after the service. Um, and it's, it's play at your own risk and have a lot of fun and do whatever you want to do. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you for being here. And I want to jump right in so that we can get out there uh, this morning. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 17, and we're going to start in verse 11. It says, On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And they went, and as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. God, I just pray that you speak through your spirit this morning, that lives are changed, that hearts are more aligned with your heart. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I just want to point out some, some quick things from this passage, but the first thing that we see is there was a need here. These, these guys were what they called lepers, and that could be anything from a, a slight skin condition like psoriasis to true leprosy to where limbs were beginning to fall off because of this. So these guys had a physical need. They needed physical healing. And I can relate to this skin disease thing because I have psoriasis myself. And I get shots for that. And praise God that I'm healed from that through the shots. And that's, that's something that I can relate to. These guys had some kind of physical ailment that they were dealing with. And they saw Jesus coming through. And we see this a lot in Scripture that when people see Jesus, then they want to yell out to the Master. And then they want something from Him. But not only did they need physical healing, but they also needed emotional healing. These guys were outcasts of society. So it was forbidden by law for them to be a part of anybody else. So they kind of lived a 2020 type of life because they had to be quarantined. Like these guys couldn't be around other people. It was forbidden for them to do that. So not only did they need physical healing, but they needed emotional healing. They had no relationships with anybody else but themselves. And then they needed some type of social healing, again, because they were outcasts. They were a mixed group of people all coming together. So we had, we had Jews and we had Samaritans and these people were coming together who weren't supposed to come together and they needed healing in the fact that they had something in common because they needed something from Jesus together and they needed some type of community 
within themselves. So I want you to, to just kind of put yourself in their place for a second. And I want to ask you this question. What do you need this morning? Some of us are, are sitting in this room right now. And we need some type of physical healing. There's something going on with us physically and we just need a touch from Jesus. There's a need there. Some of us need an emotional healing. Maybe we're just outcasts from the rest of society. Or maybe we're just dealing with some anxiety or some depression or we just don't really know what's happening on the inside and we're just emotionally drained. We're emotionally unstable and we need healing from the master. Or maybe for some of you it's just social and you just don't feel like you fit in anywhere. And you're just all alone and you need some type of healing when it comes to community and having that group of people that you can call family. But if we're honest with ourselves this morning, there's a need that we have. And what's cool about this story is that these guys together cried out to Jesus. And they were bonded together by their misery. It didn't matter about their nationality. It didn't matter about their race. It didn't matter about their socioeconomic level. None of that mattered. They were in need of something. And I want to tell you this morning that none of that matters for us because we're all in need of a Savior. We're all one group of people in need. Our need is different. Maybe yours is physical, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's social. Maybe you have some relationship issues that you just can't get figured out. Maybe it's a, it's a spouse issue, maybe it's a kid's issue, maybe it's a friend's issue. Whatever it is, we're in need of a Savior. And maybe your life is just perfect, and you don't have any problems, and you don't have a need at all. But I want you to know that you're still in need of a Savior. Because we're all sinful people. William Barclay said this. He said, a common misfortune had broken down the racial and national barriers. In the common tragedy of their leprosy, they had forgotten they were Jews and Samaritans and remembered only they were men in need. So my challenge for us this morning is to understand that we are together one in need of a Savior. So we see the need here, but then we see the command. In verse 14, it says, When he saw them, he said to them. So when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. So Jesus gave them a command. So here we have a group of people in need, a group of people who are hurting, a group of people who need something different in their life. They cry out to Jesus. And then we see the command of Jesus, and he says, go. Go show yourselves to the priest. So in essence, Jesus says, hey, before you even know what's going to happen, I want you to go. So go before you ever even know what the result's going to be. Jesus says, hey, take a step of faith and go and show yourselves to the priest. The only reason he would have said to go show yourselves to the priest is if they were clean because they couldn't get there. They were forbidden by law to go in their condition. So here we're, we're stuck in whatever situation we're in. 
And Jesus is saying, hey, go. You don't have to know what the result's going to be. You don't have to know what I'm doing exactly, but I'm telling you to go, so take a step of faith and go. But man, we want to know what's going to happen. Now, can you imagine that these guys who had been sick, who had been in need for years and years and years, and Jesus says, hey, I want you to go and show yourselves to the priest. I want you to go and do something that you can't do on your own. Man, I feel like that's our command in this room. That he's telling us to go before we even know what's going to happen. He's calling us and commanding us to step out in faith to live a life that only he can provide. But not only that, he was telling them, hey, I want you to go. And you're saying, hey, well, where are we going? And Jesus is, is in essence, telling them, I want you to head into your healing because that's where you're going. You can't make it to the priest unless you're healed. So head into your healing. And man, I've, I've heard this before from Jesus. I've heard this before in my own life where God is, is saying, hey, take this step. I want you to head into this restoration. I want you to head into this healing. I want you to head into this season of life that I have for you. And and I want to see what the season looks like, God. Let me see what it looks like. Man, I'm not sure that as I'm going, I'm going to be healed. I want to be healed before I go. I want to be restored before I take a step. I want things to be perfect before I start moving. And God says, that's not the command. The command is go before you know and head into your healing. Trust me to take care of that part. But how hard is that for us to do? How hard is it for us to walk without knowing exactly where we're going? How hard is it for us to leave the situation that we're in not knowing what's on the other side? We get comfortable, even in our misery, we get comfortable living the life that we're living, and God's command is to go. God's command is to take a step. God's command is, hey, I want you to head into the purpose that I have for you in this life. So there was a need. There was a command, and then we see the response. The response is also in verse 14. It says, and as they went, they were cleansed. So as they began to go, as they began to head to the priest, they were cleansed. That was God's response to this. God's response was, hey, so in faith, they took steps. So I'm going to be faithful. And he healed them. They were cleansed. And they were faithful to God's command. God was faithful in his response. That's how this works. God isn't going to tell you to do something and not hold up his end of the bargain. That's not how God works. God commands you to do something and he expects obedience and he's going to be faithful and do what he's going to do. And we don't have to worry about that. So God's response was healing. Then if we keep reading, it says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. 
Now he was a Samaritan. So their response was this. One came back, the other nine kept going. One came back to give Jesus thanks and praise with a loud voice. The other nine continued on to the priest. And I want you to understand the significance of this today. The significance of this is these other nine kept going to show the priest so that there could be some religious festival or some religious ceremony that took place to show their healing. So they chose religion and one chose Jesus. They chose to continue to go forward so they could be a part of this religious spectacle and one said, hey, I don't care about that. Jesus just healed me. So I'm turning around and I'm going to praise the one that made this possible. I'm turning around and I'm going to, in a loud voice, cry out praise and thanks to Jesus. And that's significant for us to understand today. That there's a difference between religion and relationship with Jesus. There's a difference between just coming to church on Sundays and following after the King of Kings. Now, I love meeting together. And I love coming together and worshiping Jesus. I love the, the local church. But man, the local church doesn't save you. Religion is something that was created by man and relationship was created by God. We just went through that in the book of Ephesians that he, his ultimate purpose is to unite all things back to himself through a relationship with Jesus. Man, I'm afraid that oftentimes when Jesus does something miraculous in our life, instead of giving him thanks, we continue moving on. We continue being busy. We continue just living life until something else comes about and we need to cry out to Jesus again. How often are we showing gratitude to God? And even in the situation that you're in right now, are you giving God praise? Even in that bad relationship that you feel stuck in, are you giving God praise? Even when things seem like they're falling apart around you, are you still giving God praise? And when he actually does the healing and the restoration and the reviving, are you giving him praise? Are you continuing to move on and just live life the way that you've always lived life? And I want you to understand this morning that ungratefulness always leads us away from the presence of God. Ungratefulness always leads us away from the presence of God. And we have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to praise Him for. So much to thank Him for. And even in the circumstances and the situations that we find ourselves in right now, he is still worthy to be praised. And he sent his one and only son to take our place on a cross, to wash away our sin, to do away with our guilt and our shame so that we can have eternal life with him. And if nothing else, 
whatever happens that we consider good, man, that is good enough. Man, salvation is enough to praise him for on a daily basis. And then I want you to see that at the end of this, there was a little extra blessing. It says, then Jesus answered, we're not 10 cleansed, where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So there was an extra healing for this 10th leper. So all were healed. But nine were healed physically. This one was healed physically and spiritually. His heart was made well. Man, a lot of times we just want our lives to be made well. We want our physical and social and emotional state to just be where we want it to be, to be just up to par, to be spectacular, and then we don't worry about our heart. Now we focus more on the physical aspect of life than we do on the spiritual aspect. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather get the spiritual blessing than the physical blessing. Now, I'd rather God look at me and say, hey, your faith has made your heart well. Your faith has, has strengthened you spiritually. My spirit is doing work in your life. And I may have some physical ailments. I may be struggling emotionally. But man, I know that God is bigger than those struggles. I know that God is bigger than those trials. And I know that I praise Him through it. And as I do, and I'm made more and more well spiritually. And we're commanded in Scripture to, to place our minds on spiritual things, not earthly things. And there's a, there's a challenge in all of this for us. And the challenge is, what are we doing with God's response? Because God's response is faithfulness. God's response is love and mercy and grace. And what are we doing with that? How are we responding to what he's doing in our life, to what he's already done in our life. There's something, there's something special about one out of 10 coming back and praising God. And that's special. And if you put yourself in that place, which group would you be in? Let's just, let's be really honest with ourselves this morning. Would you continue running, being healed and saying, hey, look at me, I'm healed. Or would you run back to Jesus and cry out in a loud voice, praising him and thanking him for the healing? And that's a lifestyle decision. Are we living with an attitude of gratitude 
Are we living in a life that is ungrateful? Because an ungrateful attitude will always lead us away from the presence of God. So this morning, as we sit here together as a group of different people, a group of people from different places, man, we're, we're united in the fact that we're all people in need. Man, we're all sinners in need of a Savior. We're all commanded to take a step. And we all have a next step to take. Man, maybe for some of you, that next step is to just begin a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you know all about church. Maybe you know all about the Bible, but you've never started a relationship with Jesus. And maybe that's your next step. And maybe God is calling you to go and head into your healing by taking that step of faith to begin a relationship with him. Or maybe you already have a relationship with Jesus and your next step is to begin to follow him intimately. To begin to know more about him, to begin to learn more about him, to begin to know him on an intimate level. To begin to align your heart with his. To begin to live in his will. To walk in your purpose that he has for you. Maybe that's your next step. But God's calling each of us to go and to head into our purpose. That's what God is commanding us to do, is to go, to take a step. But what's our response to that? And this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to, to respond to that command in your own life. And your response can be, hey, you know what? I'm going to continue to just do some religious things here and there. I'm going to continue to say that I know Jesus. I'm going to continue to say that I'm following him, but I'm not really turning back and praising him for who he is. Or your response could be like the one who runs and screams praises and thanksgiving to God. So we have nine with ungrateful attitudes that are walking away from Jesus. And we have one with a thankful, grateful heart that's running back to the Savior. And you have that same decision today. You can continue walking farther away or you can run back to Jesus. Charles Spurgeon said this, all 10 were willing to do a religious ceremony. This is go to the priest. Only one was filled with true praise and thanksgiving. External religious exercises are easy enough and common enough, but the internal matter, the drawing out of the heart and thankful love, how scarce a thing it is. Nine obey ritual where only one praises the Lord. So the choice is yours this morning. And we can continue chasing religion. We can continue with these religious ceremonies and man, just ritual this and ritual that. 
or we could chase after Jesus. And we could turn with a grateful heart, with thanksgiving in our heart and praise in our heart and follow after the Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We can truly praise Him and begin a relationship that's intimate and begin to walk in the purpose that He has for our life. If you would stand with me as we pray together this morning. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.